It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can find all the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can find us on iTunes where you can subscribe and like the podcast. Give us a rating. You can find us on Spotify, Google Play, anywhere podcasts exist, so do we. But what didn't exist was any sort of effort put forth by the majority of the Green Bay Packers in an ugly, dispiriting, and frankly embarrassing loss on Sunday by the Green Bay Packers, 31-17 to Washington in a game that was really never even that close. Washington went out to a 7-0 lead. And Green Bay never recovered. They never recovered. This was, I called it on Twitter, an institutional failure. And that's what it was. Bad game plan offensively. Bad game plan defensively. Bad execution offensively. Bad execution defensively. Sloppiness. Penalties. Drops. Missed assignments. Blown coverages. I mean, this was a failure from top to bottom by the Green Bay Packers, exposing specific personnel problems with this team. And I just, this was not the game I was expecting Green Bay to play coming off a really quality showing against a really quality team in week two. Through three quarters, Green Bay looked like one of the three or four best teams in the conference. And that that hasn't been true most of the season. They, look, they didn't look like a very good team in the first half against Chicago. They looked like a much better team in the second half. They looked like a very good team through three quarters against Minnesota and a bad team in the fourth quarter. And against Washington, they were a bad team through at least a half. They were okay in the third quarter and bad in the fourth quarter again. They outscored Washington 7-3 to in the second half, but that's not enough. It's not enough. Green Bay gets on the board at the end of the first half with a touchdown, but they have two and a half minutes left on the clock. Washington scores like it's nothing. And Mike McCarthy doesn't call any of his timeouts. I mean, there were a million ways this game could have gone another direction. Aaron Rodgers played his ass off in this game, but Randall Cobb drops a number of passes, that critical fumble at the end of the game. I mean, it's an 11-point game. And the Packers have the ball. And they have the opportunity to go down and make it a one-score game with time to get a stop and get the ball back to with time to either tie or win. And Randall Cobb, fighting for extra yards, just loses the ball. 
He's the fourth down drop in the second half when the Packers are driving. The third down drop on the first drive of the game. Lance Kendricks has the drop on third down in the second half. I, I, I don't know what else to say about Lance Kendricks. I don't understand his value to this team. He can't block and he can't catch. He used to be able to do one of those things. He used to be a valuable pass catching tight end. That is what he was at Wisconsin. A lot of you fans probably remember that. It's what he was for the Rams. That's what he came to Green Bay to be, to be a dynamic move tight end. But Mike McCarthy insists on using both he and Jimmy Graham as run blockers at the point of attack, which fails over and over and over. And then here's an opportunity for him to make a a great play down the sideline, huge third down conversion. Aaron Rodgers puts the ball right on the money and Lance Kendricks can't make the play, just drops it. Aaron Jones had a drop down the sideline. And then all the penalties, a ridiculous amount of penalties, just sloppy. They didn't come out ready to play. They didn't come ready to play. Not physically, not mentally, not schematically. I mean, the coaches did a bad job. The players did a bad job. And of course, we have to talk about the officiating. The Packers didn't lose this game. Let's be unequivocal about this. The Packers did not lose this game because of the officiating. They didn't even pretend to play with good technique at cornerback. They didn't tackle well. They didn't block well. There was so much grabbing and holding on the offensive line. Now, part of that is because Brian Bulaga got hurt in this game. Justin McCray looked like got benched. Not sure what happened with Lucas Patrick. But Byron Bell, they ended up having to go through three right guards. And... They just don't look very good right now. That doesn't mean they can't be good. That doesn't mean they won't be good. You remember the beginning of last year they were winning games, the end of 2016. They won a bunch of games because Rodgers played extremely well. There is talent on this team. I know that there's been a lot of of wailing and gnashing of teeth about this. The reason this is so frustrating is because this team is too talented to play like this. It's too talented. And I got a lot of texts on the Lockdown Packers fan hotline before the game. Hello, Peter. What's happening? And during the game, about the lack of talent on this team, look at some of the other teams around the league that are winning games. They have less talent than Green Bay does. Yes, Aaron Rodgers makes this team better than it would otherwise be. They have enough talent on this team. But the coaches don't put them in a position to succeed, especially offensively. I just, I don't know what's left to say about the lack of creativity with this offense, with the play calling. Uh, Look, This team is in a precarious position because it won a game in week one it shouldn't have won because Aaron Rodgers went full run-the-table Rodgers. And they tied a game in week two. They they realistically should have won, but faded in the fourth quarter. And it's a tie. A huge moment in the season. And then they lose on the road to Washington in a week where Minnesota gets blasted by the Bills at home. Green Bay had a chance to pick up a game to be 2-0-1, and they blew it. They didn't come out ready to play. And one of the biggest problems you may recall from 2016 was, and even early in 2017, Green Bay did not start well. They didn't come out with good plans, and they had to make in-game adjustments, and eventually they did that because they have Aaron Rodgers. And a lot of times it meant going to a more hurry-up-based seam where, where Rodgers is at its best. I don't understand why you drafted all these receivers and they're inactive. Equinemia, St. Brown, and Jamon Moore. I understand that you don't think that they're fully ready to play, 
you can't play the whole game in 11 personnel. You can't play the whole game with only three receivers that you trust. You have to put those guys out there and just go. And if you're going to play two tight ends, play the right two tight ends. Why is Mercedes Lewis not getting more time on the field? I understand he's not as athletic as Lance Kendricks. You know what he is? A great blocker. And he has much more consistent hands. I don't care if he's not going to create a bunch of separation down the field. He's more helpful. He's more useful. Because he actually does some things well, unlike Lance Kendricks. The Packers' season is on the line right now. It is. Now, I understand the rest of the NFC is not very good. The Rams look great. And the rest of the NFC looks, like, pretty bad. Atlanta may be the lone exception. Philly has a chance to get it going. Minnesota looked awful on Sunday. Those, these are supposed to be the teams. Green Bay has a chance to turn it around. But the next three weeks, home for Buffalo, at Detroit, home for San Francisco before the bye, where the, then, and the tough stretch comes. Injury to Jimmy Garoppolo sounds serious. They think it's a torn ACL as of, as of this recording. So it's going to be a different quarterback, not Jimmy G. You have to beat San Francisco. You have to beat Buffalo at home. And you have to beat Detroit on the road. These next three games are the season. They are. And they may be the future of Mike McCarthy. Because you can't come out and look this unprepared. Now, I understand Washington may be better than we thought, better than I thought. And I'll give the Colts credit for playing well against them last week. But this was embarrassing by the Packers from top to bottom. Personnel, players, coaches. Everyone should be embarrassed by what they put on the field on Sunday. Now, you know, the funny thing about this game is I did say that I liked the Packers big, but I also said that the advanced metrics and a lot of numbers out there that I look at when I look at gambling lines liked Washington in this game, and I thought a good bet would be to take the points. So if you listened to half of my advice, you would have been right. And if you would have betted at mybookie.ag, you would have been even more right because mybookie.ag is the best online betting site around. Live in-game betting, a terrific mobile site to get all your bets in, and over-unders on fantasy points. If you took the over on almost anyone in that Falcon Saints game, I think you would have been right. But mybookie.ag is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on any deposit over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar. And when you use the promo code MyBookie25 and make your deposit after 7 p.m., they'll give you an additional $25 in free play. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. 
There should be no more questions about whether or not safety is a need position for Green Bay. There really shouldn't. They need they need to do something. And it was reported on Sunday that the Chiefs may be in on the Earl Thomas trade market. Green Bay should be in. There is no more question. Kentrell Bryce is not a starting level safety. And, and HaHa Clinton Dix came back from a dreadful first quarter and actually played a decent game in the second half. But he's not good enough. And Mike Patton started this game horribly. Now, they did come in the second half. The defense was outstanding. Alex Smith, this is from Zach Jacobson over at Cheesehead TV. Alex Smith threw for 214 yards against the Packers defense in the first half. He finished the game with 220. In the second half, Green Bay locked this offense down. Why is it that he needs to be making these second half adjustments? This is two out of three weeks he's had to do this. Why is the plan not better from the start? Why do they play so soft at the start? This is this is a, a becoming a trend now. Playing soft zone, passive, and then as soon as they play a little bit more aggressive, they dial up the pressure in the second half, things start to change and the defense starts to make plays. The Clay Matthews hit, obviously, is a joke. It's a joke. The league should be embarrassed and ashamed, just like the Packers, frankly, that this is where they are in the NFL. And there were a dozen more violent hits on quarterbacks on Sunday that went uncalled. A dozen. Because every time they happened, I saw them get tweeted. And the NFL immediately calls Fox to say it was the right call, which just shows how guilty they think they are. They know that this is a disaster. They tweet out a double doubling down on it being a penalty when everyone basically agrees that it's not. If everyone looks at a play and says that's not roughing and, and you as the league say it's roughing, you're wrong. You're wrong. This isn't rocket science. This rule, just, you don't have to even change the rule. Just stop calling it. Just stop calling it and tell the referees to stop calling it. And then you can change the rule in the offseason. It, it, can't, it can't keep happening. It can't. What else is Clay Matthews supposed to do? But back to my original point, Eric Reed is still out there. And I know what the pro football focus numbers say last year, and he wasn't great. You know what he is? A starting level safety. You know what Kentrell Bryce is? Not a starting level safety. And then to say after the game, when he was asked about a touchdown where he clearly, clearly was supposed to have the middle of the field, even if it's cover four, he's supposed to be in his lane. And you know what you can't do? Misplay the ball and lose track of the receiver. He said, I did what I was I was told to do. We were in cover four. Anything else, ask the coach. That is weak. You made a bad play. Own it. You made a bad play. You have to own it. That lack of accountability is just, it's one of those things. Accountability was supposed to be the thing for Mike Patton. That kind of stuff can't fly. And the Packers need Josh Jones back. They need him. And they can't keep pretending like Kentrell Bryce is better. Whatever the, whatever the lumps that you think you're going to take with Josh Jones, you have to take him. Number one, he's a draft pick. Number two, he's incredibly athletic. Just figure it out. Let him play. Find a way to use him. It's going to be even more important with Muhammad Wilkerson suffering a really serious ankle injury, and he's going to be out for the year because you're going to have a little less push on the defensive front, a little less beef in there, and so you're going to have to be playing. If you're going to play your best players, you have to be playing more defensive backs and that's going to that's gonna be a problem for your run game, as it was on Sunday. Adrian Peterson, over 100 yards. Now, a lot of that came on a on a big run, a 40-yard run. But that, that play counts. Got into the end zone. He got into the end zone one and a half times. I don't know about that other one. But there are no more excuses. Brian Gutekind said he was going to let the young guys get a chance first before they explored other options. Time's up. 
Time's up because there are better options out there. And Green Bay could have fixed this in the offseason. They could have. Trey Boston was out there. Kenny Vaccaro was out there. Eric Reed was and is out there. I don't care about the anthem protests. I, I don't care. You want to win football games? You sign Eric Reed, regardless of what you think of, of his kneeling. It doesn't matter. If you care about winning football games, you sign him. You sign him. And I, I, Green Bay does not have a lot of room in their, sal- in their salary cap. They can afford to sign him because what is it? How much does he think he can really command? Veteran minimum? One and a half million. Green Bay has the room. Sign him. Bring him in. And you don't even have to give him the full one and a half million because he's already missed three games. Why would he not want to come and play for this team and make them better? And why would Green Bay not make a move like that? Why would they not be in on Earl Thomas when this is clearly a position of need? It is clearly a problem position. There's nothing else you can say it is. They have to get this figured out. But here's the thing. The defense has played. They played three quarters of good football against Minnesota. They played really three quarters of good defense against Chicago. And they played two quarters of good defense against Washington. The problem is in those other quarters, they, they they got bum rushed. The Bears put up 10 in the first quarter. Washington puts up 28 in the first half, 22 in the fourth quarter for Minnesota. This defense has to avoid those big runs. If they had gotten a stop at the end of the first half, even if Green Bay doesn't get the ball back and go score, it's a totally different game. Because Green Bay comes out in the second half, and instead of 28-17, it's 21-17. And it's an entirely different game. An entirely different game. But they couldn't. They couldn't get it done. They gave up big plays, big third down conversions, big penalties, big coverage assignment issues. The defense is going to get better. They are. And there's going to be some growing pains. And getting Kevin King back is going is to help. But they didn't play well. In the first half, they didn't scheme well in the first half. They didn't tackle well all game, and they didn't play with discipline. If you're going to preach accountability as Mike Patton, we need to see some. We all love a night out, and frankly, we could all use one after having to sit through that game on Sunday. Whether it's seeing your favorite band or being in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team, with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save you even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. For the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long lasting battery powered or USB rechargeable one. The comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. 
Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com slash one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E. I got this text at the Lockdown Packers fan hotline. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Hi, Peter. This is Trevor from Ripon, Wisconsin. I have a very simple question. Why did Aaron Jones only get six touches? It's a great question. It's a great question, Trevor. We knew Mike McCarthy was going to screw this one up. That's just the reality of the situation. He said Aaron Jones was going to be a secondary player, and he was for reasons that that are unclear. But part of the problem is Green Bay, you're down 28-10 when you're down 14-0 and 21-3 and 28-10. How can you really get the running game going? I mean, Green Bay, 17 rushes, 100 yards. That's six yards a clip. Aaron Jones had six of those carries for 42 yards, seven yards per carry. And you look at that and you say, well, then how does he not get more carries? Well, Jamal Williams only got five and he had five for 29. That's almost six yards a carry. Ty Montgomery, four for 16. That's four yards a carry. So it's not like the running game wasn't working. It's not like Aaron Jones didn't get carries. He led the team in carries, but they weren't able to get to the running game more often because the defense put them in a bad position. And this has happened now twice in three games where the Packers' defense has taken the running game out of play because they they can't stop anyone for these little stretches. Mike Patton has been great making adjustments. Great making adjustments. But these little stretches have really hurt the team. Aaron Jones needs to be the guy moving forward, but Jamal Williams was fine in this game. And really good in pass protection. As we've discussed, Aaron Jones was also fine in pass protection. Ty Montgomery was a huge part of the passing game. Six catches for 48 yards. Almost had that great third down conversion that was called back on the Geronimo Allison penalty. I think you're going to continue to see Aaron Jones get a lot of carries. He's clearly the best running back on this team, but they are going to have to find a way to get some of these other guys involved on a more regular basis. And if you are willing to only play with the three receivers you trust, then I would love to see them split Ty Montgomery out more out of the backfield and say, okay, guys, how are you going to play this team? How are you going to defend this offense? And what I really want to see is him in the game, in the backfield with Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams. I mean, Mike McCarthy used to put Randall Cobb and Jarrett Boykin in the backfield at the same time. So why not put Montgomery and Jones or Montgomery and Williams in the backfield at the same time? Give the defense something to think about. I mean, the the offensive creativity is so severely lacking. Now, the execution overall was not there from Green Bay today, so that, that's part of the problem here. But nothing is easy for them. Nothing is easy right now. And this has been a problem with Mike McCarthy going back really to 2014. When, when you have all of the guys and you have all these really talented players at their peak and you've got mobile Aaron Rodgers and you've got this dominating offensive line, you've got a power running back who can make plays out of the backfield as well, and then you've got... Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb at their peak, you've got something really special offensively and you don't have to get cute because you can just line up and play. With Aaron Rodgers hurt, with Randall Cobb being inconsistent in this game, with the offensive line having some issues, you have to find a way to alleviate the pressure on your offense and Mike McCarthy just has not shown any ability to do that. The offense has been a problem through three weeks and not just because Aaron Rodgers is hurt. They've been really inconsistent, really streaky. Now, this has been a a trademark for the Packers over the course of their lives. 
over the course of the Aaron Rodgers era, especially lately, last five, six years. They've come out slow, and they've come out slow in games, even if they've come out fast overall. They came out pretty fast last year. But still, they had to come back to beat Cincinnati, had to come back to beat Dallas. Slow starts have killed Green Bay, and they used to be the king of fast starts. Back in 2014, when they were just running over teams, and that was the year that Aaron Rodgers had six touchdowns at halftime. They were coming out and scoring on the first possession basically every drive. Where is, the, where is the scripting from Mike McCarthy that used to be so effective? It seems to be gone. I just don't understand it. And this team has to get it figured out because the soft part of their schedule is right now. And Washington may turn out to be a playoff team. They may turn out to be better than we thought. But that didn't matter. Green Bay played terribly in this game. And it can't be who they are. And if it is, then maybe we are looking at a situation where the Packers make a change at some important positions, including the head coach. We're not there after after one ugly loss. Green Bay generally has at least one of these, even in a good year. But you got to hope that this is the game, that this is the ugly loss. Coming off the wonky tie, they, you come out with no energy, sloppy conditions, you get jumped on, and you just can't fight your way back. This team has to be mentally tougher. They've got to be better prepared, and they have to play better, period. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do that at the Locked On Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775. I got a lot of angry texts and some angry voicemails. And there were some uplifting voicemails too. I got one that was just frankly too long to play on the show. Um, and he went through all of the reasons why it was, it was a dispiriting loss. And at the end said, look, they can play better. They can play better. And that's true. This team can play better. If you're going to take a silver lining out of all of this, this team can play better. And they're just 1-1-1, one, one, and one, which is a soccer record, but it's what they are. And they're not winless, and they didn't just lose to the Bills, but they could next week if they don't play better. The Bills proved that. So Green Bay can't, they can't be status quo. They have, to, they have to find a way to get better internally. They have to exhaust every possibility externally. And I said this last week, I'll say it again, they are not doing everything they can to put the best 53 guys on the field so long as Eric Reed doesn't have a job. That, that is just the full story. And it's not that they can't sign him because he has a grievance against the NFL. In fact, they could, if he has a contract offer, the grievance is over because he, had, he would have a job. So Green Bay should be exploring every avenue to make this team better. We don't know that they're not, but so long as Eric Reed remains a street-free agent, we know that. We know that Green Bay has not made a reasonable offer to him. Maybe he wouldn't take the veteran minimum. I don't know why. A job is better than no job. And I don't know why Seattle wouldn't trade Earl Thomas because it seems clear they're not going to re-sign him. But there could be reasons. The point is Green Bay needs to get better. They need to play better. And that starts this week with what we thought was the worst team in football coming to Lambeau. But they just proved that they can jump on you. They can create pressure off the edge. Green Bay struggled. Brian Bulaga dealing with a back injury. We don't know the extent of it. Jason Spriggs is not an ideal option. He's their only option, but he's not as good as Brian Bulaga. And when you got to deal with a pass rush, like Buffalo showed on Sunday, that's not ideal. So Green Bay has to play better. They have to find a way to right the ship here, or the, the season could really go sideways. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can find all the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. Find us on iTunes. Give us a rating. Let us know how you are staying Locked on Packers.